الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الذين آمنوا وتطمئن قلوبهم بذكر الله ألا بذكر الله تطمئن القلوب سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم the desire of every human being that they feel happy. It's the desire of every human being that they seek happiness and they ultimately attain a state of happiness. People look for happiness in many different things. Books have been written on this. How does an individual pursue happiness? How does a person attain happiness in this world? People look for happiness in many different things. For instance, if they are not feeling happy, they will purchase a vehicle with the thought that once they finally have that car, and it costs this much money, and it drives in this particular way, and it makes this particular sound, and it feels soft or smooth, shiny, it's something that will catch the eye the thought is that once they finally get that car, then they'll feel happy, so what happens is they'll purchase that vehicle, that dream car they were waiting for, for so long they'll feel happy for maybe a few days, maybe a month or so and then that happiness will disappear person will look for happiness in in their favorite food a person who's not feeling well, who's feeling down, who feels like, who, who isn't feeling happy, they'll go to Baskin Robbins and they'll see all the different flavors and they'll get their best flavor and they'll eat as much as they can, expecting that their entire outlook will change. So they'll eat it, it'll taste good for a few minutes, it'll taste good for a few hours, and eventually even that will fade away and they'll be back to the state that they were in before. A person will look for happiness in a home. They'll feel that because of the size of their home, because it's so constricted, it's only a thousand square foot, they're renting, that when they finally purchase a home that's larger, that has more space, then and only then will they feel happy. So what happens is they'll spend all of their savings on purchasing a home. They'll purchase that home. They'll feel happy for a few days, maybe a few weeks. But ultimately that feeling returns. And it's a recurring theme. And the reason is... The reason that this isn't the solution is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us with a body and a soul. And happiness is a characteristic of the soul, not of the body. And the body is fed by things of this earth. So cars or whatever desires a person has, particular taste of foods, particular appearance of an individual... These are things that feed the body. But happiness isn't a characteristic of the body. 
And a person by indulging in the luxuries of this world will never be able to attain true happiness. Certainly not permanent happiness. Which is why you would think that the wealthiest people in the world would be the happiest people in the world. But they aren't. The rates of depression, the rates of anxiety are highest amongst the wealthiest in this country. It's because they were looking to be happy. They were looking for look, looking to be happy through fame, through through wealth, through prosperity. They looked for it. They aren't happy. They're the ones that are on the most medications to try to become happy. And eventually their life becomes so miserable that the suicide rates are perhaps the highest in that group. Because they were looking for happiness. They were looking for things of happiness from the things of this world. They didn't find it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَتَطْمَئِنُّ قُلُوبُهُمْ بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ أَلَا بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ تَطْمَئِنُّ الْقُلُوبِ That verily, in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, do hearts find ease? Do hearts find ease? Do hearts find bliss, happiness, comfort? It exists or it comes from the dhikr and the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because the soul needs to be elevated in order for a person to be happy, not the body. If the body is elevated, it'll continue to want things that feed the body. You get one car, it looks a certain way, you'll be fed up with it, in three years you'll want another car. You'll have one home, you'll live in, you'll, you won't feel comfortable, you'll get a larger home, in three or four years, four years you'll want to get a new home. You'll never be satisfied. Never be satisfied. Because happiness is a quality of the soul, it's not a quality of the body. But if a person recognizes that through elevating their soul, they can become happy people. The way the Prophet ﷺ was the happiest person, was the one most at ease. Despite the troubles and trials and tribulations that he went through, in his heart he was always at ease. In the same way that the Sahaba were always at ease, even though they had the most difficult lives. They had the most difficult lives, but they didn't look for happiness by wealth. They didn't look for it in their homes. They didn't look for it in, in the types of animals they could ride. They didn't look for it in the types of food they could taste. They sought happiness through the Prophet through the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and they were the happiest group of people. And that tradition has carried on to this day. The individuals that spend time remembering Allah, doing the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and through that dhikr illuminating their hearts, so that they are filled with the nur of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that person is the happiest most comfortable person on the planet. That person is the happiest and most comfortable person on the planet. Because through the dhikr of Allah, through the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah ta'ala says the hearts find ease. The hearts find comfort. So for those of us that are looking for happiness, those of us that are looking for ease, then we should be regular in our dhikr. Allah ta'ala says in the Quran, Ya ayyuhaladina amanu, udhkurullaha dhikran kathira. Remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala abundantly. It doesn't specify, there's no limit there. The more dhikr you do of Allah, the more your heart will become illuminated. The more happy and content you'll feel in life. The more at ease you'll feel. It doesn't mean that difficulties aren't going to come your way. You might lose a job. You might get kicked out of a school. You might have a car accident. But your heart will be connected to Allah and these difficulties, these calamities won't phase you. 
Because your heart is with Allah. Whatever Allah wants to put your way, you're content with it. Because you're that connected to Allah. Because you had been remembering Allah Ta'ala all along. It isn't that your life is going to become completely easy now. But it means that you will be happy irrespective of the circumstances that are placed your way. Irrespective of the circumstances that you're faced your way. Not only will an individual who does excessive dhikr, who trains their heart to be connected to Allah, not only will that person be content and happy in this life, but on the day of judgment, that person will be happy as well. That person will be happy as well. The Prophet Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالُ وَلَا بَنُونَ There will come a day where your wealth and your children won't be of any assistance to you. إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَ اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ Except for that person that comes to Allah with a sound heart. With a sound heart. A person that spends their time purifying their heart in this world. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ensure for them happiness in the hereafter. Happiness in the hereafter. And that eternal happiness. So a person can gain happiness in this world, the life of this world, by remembering Allah Ta'ala. They'll feel contentment, ease, and a sense of peace in their heart. You know, if the, if the people of this world recognize the power of the dhikr of Allah and how happy it could make them, they'd spend a million dollars trying to get it. A million dollars. Because that's the value of happiness today. They'd spend a million, five million dollars. Right? How much money do pharmaceutical companies spend in order to try to make people happy? Now, there are people that truly have you know, clinical depression. That's, there's, that's a fact. It's true. I treat it. I, I see it. But the vast majority of people have a disconnect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if they connect with Allah through the dhikr of Allah, then they'll feel comfort and ease and peace in their hearts in this world. And will certainly in the hereafter when we'll need to be happy, we'll need to... We'll need We'll, we'll, we will desire for ease and comfort the hereafter will be for us as well because we'll have presented to Allah Ta'ala a sound heart we'll have spent our time in this world connecting our heart to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and on that day when we presented it before Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala we'll say Allah Ya Allah I've been waiting I've been waiting to meet you I've been waiting to meet you the Prophet Sallallahu was waiting to meet Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala certain companions were waiting to pass away why? because they had put their effort in this world they, this world was just imprisoning them. They just they couldn't wait to move away from this world because there's nothing here. There's absolutely nothing here. Everything everything feels so real. We think we're here forever. We touch the carpet, it feels like carpet. We breathe the air, it feels like air. But this whole world is just this mirage. It's just this big deception. Everything here is fleeting. Everything's gonna go. There's nothing here. The reality is the hereafter. The reality is the hereafter. So we should spend our time focusing on our hearts and purifying them. It'll provide us with tremendous benefit in this world. In the sense that we'll feel peace and ease in our heart. And we'll be able to handle the difficulties and the challenges. And, and in addition to that, we'll be able to maintain a consist, consistent routine with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we should aim to purify our hearts because in the hereafter, that one thing that will benefit us will be a heart that's been purified and rectified. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you and I the tawfiq to purify our hearts. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you and I the tawfiq to spend abundant time doing his dhikr and remembering him. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to present on the day of judgment a sound heart. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah rabbil alameen.